The following is a presentation of Broadway Church in Vancouver, British Columbia. For additional media, visit broadwaychurch.com. Welcome to Broadway Online. My name is Andy, and it's so good to have you with us today. Again, we live in an unprecedented day. This week, I went to three grocery stores in the morning to find eggs, toilet paper, and hand soap. Out of those three grocery stores, I only found eggs, and only one carton, by the way. It's crazy out there, isn't it? People are filled with fear and anxiety in this world. Because of this, we coined a phrase to describe this world that we are living in. We call it a digital Babylon. What does that actually mean? Well, in the book of Daniel, throughout the New Testament, and particularly Revelation, Babylonian culture represents three distinct characteristics. The first one, a Babylonian culture is a secular culture, a culture that doesn't feel they need God. Seems like that is like us today. We also live, number two, in a humanistic deism culture, a Babylonian culture that feels that they are God. So if we don't need God, therefore we become God. We are individualistic, pluralistic, uh, personalized people now that base truth on experience rather than God's word. And lastly, a Babylonian culture represents a spiritual culture, a culture that seeks and searches for purpose and significance. And yet, we also, in this modern day culture, are connected online. It's great that you and I can connect today. We work, we communicate, we build relationships online. In fact, 90% of people in Canada have a smartphone now, and 80% of people are online every day. And this is why we live in a digital Babylon. It's a secular, modern-day culture that puts their focus more on a digital reality than a dynamic relationship with Jesus. In other words, as your outline would show you, a digital Babylon is a modern world where culture goes to Google before God. In our world today, people search on Google three to four times a day. Three to four times a day. Think about that. Do you pray three to four times a day? Two-thirds of Google searches are all about questions. Here's the top six in the last three months. How to vote. What is COVID-19? How do I get a girlfriend? What is love? When are the NBA playoffs? And lastly, what do men really want? Those are the top six questions in the last three months. And I encourage you to ask Pastor Darren that question, what do men really want? Because you don't need to go to Google for that. You can go to Pastor Darren. The top trends for Google in the last three months have been hand sanitizer, how to find toilet paper, and symptoms in the coronavirus. Google, if you didn't know this, is only 18 years old and is worth over $65 billion. And lastly, Google has had 2 trillion searches last year alone. Obviously, we live in a digital Babylon that goes to Google before God. You see, we spend more time in a digital world than having a dynamic relationship with Jesus. And this is why our big idea last week was this. Transform people, transform culture. It is God who transforms us inwardly, upwardly, and outwardly so that we can transform culture. This is God's design for you and I who live in a modern-day digital Babylon to make God known. But I want to encourage you today that you are not alone in this fight. You don't have to do this alone in your own power. Listen to what Jesus said to his followers in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. It's going to be on your screen. But you will receive power. I encourage you to circle that word power 
in your outline or in your digital device. When the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. What are you filled with today? Are you filled with the Spirit of God or filled with the digital Babylon? You see, the Spirit of God will fill you with peace. The digital Babylon will fill you with empty promises. The Spirit of God will fill you with joy. The digital Babylon will fill you with fleeting experiences. The Spirit of God will fill you with revelation or wisdom from God. The digital Babylon will fill you with information, results from Google. This is why you and I need to be Spirit-led people. In Acts 1-8, receiving power from God means the word dunamis. It's explosive power. It's the same word that comes from dynamite. And it is in this power that helps you and I to live transformed lives in a digital Babylon. Throughout the book of Acts, which I would really encourage you to read this week, we see five key important areas of what it means to be spirit-led in a digital Babylon. First, you and I have power over personal sin, as your outline shows. Power over personal sin. The Apostle Paul puts it this way in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And this new life I have in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself over or for me. In other words, a spirit-filled life has victory over personal sin. The best way I can describe this to you today is to bring one of my friends to show you. His name is Vic. Can you say hi to Vic? I know we're in a digital reality, but we can say hi. Vic is a follower of Jesus. He loves Jesus, and he wants to live for Jesus in everyday life. And there's this line right here, which is called the purest love imaginable. It is a line that redeems Vic. Figuratively speaking, not literally, I'm the enemy. <laughs> I'm Satan. And this hockey stick represents sin. I have no power to get to Vic's life because he's a follower of Jesus, but I can distract him, discourage him, or even dismay him with sin. So I can try to hook him. I can try to slap him. I'm not going to do that today. I can poke him, but I have no power over Vic's life unless he holds on to sin. So can you hold on to that? So now he's holding on to sin. And because I'm the enemy, I can manipulate him. I can push him around. I have power over him. I even have the power to take him over the purest love imaginable line and that I can do whatever I want with him. The only way he can let go of sin is if he can confess it. The Bible says this. If he confesses his sin, Jesus is faithful and just to forgive sin and cleanse from all unrighteousness. So you confess your sin, Vic. You let go of sin. Fantastic. And now I have no power of sin over Vic's life again. Thank you so much, Vic. And this is the same way when we live spirit-led lives. We have power over personal sin. But the question is, I have to ask you, is have you let go of personal sin? Biblical speaking, in your outline, we need to let go of sin, but it's, it's known sin. Like we see in Scripture, it is not sin that we don't know of. It's specific. It's clear. It's near. It is sin that we can confess to God. So it is letting go, as your outline said, shows you, of known sin. Second, it is the power of letting go of old habits. Not only you and I need to confess sin, of known sin, but to let go of old habits. 
We see this in scripture. It is God who's faithful and just to cleanse you from all sin. It's not just about confession, but cleansing you from sin. We cannot try to manage sin on our own or get self-help to minimize sin. We need to confess sin so that Jesus can cleanse us from our old habits. Third, as your outline says, it is the power of letting go of self or selfishness. And because of confession to God, he cleanses you and I from all unrighteousness. This is the power of letting go of selfishness. We don't live for ourselves anymore as we see in scripture. We live for Christ. We are now dead to sin. My question to you and I is what do you need to let go of today? Do you need to let go of known sin Do you need to let go of old habits that are causing you to go back to sin? Do you need to let go of self or selfishness so that you can live for Christ? This is the first way we see what spirit-led people have power over. The power of personal sin. Secondly, you and I have power for personal witness. Throughout the book of Acts, individuals who were spirit-led shared their faith with boldness. It was promoculation to see as personal witness. It was the ability to show the Savior to others. I read on the news in Calgary, there was a couple who started a program called Neighbors for Neighbors. It is simply ways to show random acts of kindness to those in need. Anything from getting groceries to prescriptions to sending a note to people in their neighborhood. In the same way, you and I can be witnesses of Jesus by showing the Savior through random acts of kindness. And Jesus resources you and I with his spirit for witness. Listen to Paul in Galatians chapter 5, 22 to 23. It says this, But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. It is the spirit that fills you and I with the character of Christ to reveal Christ in practical ways. How are you being a spirit-led witness of Christ to the digital Babylon that you and I live in? Third, as your outline says, we have power to experience signs and wonders for today. A sign of the spirit-led follower of Jesus is signs and wonders. Throughout the book of Acts, signs and wonders represent this. Salvation, water baptism, physical, emotional, relational healing or wholeness, meeting physical needs to the poor and the marginalized, and spirit baptism. In other words, signs and wonders are a evidence of the spirit working in and through your life. And signs and wonders are for today. These signs and wonders also reveal God at work in our broken world, where our world cannot offer these things here on earth. Maybe you were watching Broadway online last week. You may or you may have not noticed, but our online experience was experiencing some glitches. It's the joys of technology. The glitch happened because our server was being overwhelmed by how many people were trying to join into an online experience. And in response, even with the glitch, the platform we were using that was communicated in Canada and the U.S. experienced 23,000 people coming to Christ last week. Isn't that amazing? In fact, 14 people came to Christ last week through our online experience here at Broadway. And the week before that, there was 21. This is amazing. This only happens as the Holy Spirit is working. I encourage you, friend. If you're listening today, you're watching, invite someone to an online experience here at Broadway. Next week, we have our lead pastor, Pastor Darren, speaking on the truth about trials. How to unpack the hidden power and pain 
we are all facing today. I encourage you to invite someone. Maybe you are here and you're listening and watching and you need a miracle in your life. We will give you an opportunity to experience a miracle at the end of our time together. So third, we have the ability and the power to experience signs and wonders. Fourth, as your outline will show you, you and I have power to experience oneness. Power to experience oneness. Biblically speaking, oneness is a powerful concept. It is the concept that you and I are one or unified in Christ. Even though we come from different backgrounds, ethnic groups, generational values or preferences, situations, social economics, and because of Christ, he brings you and I together under mission. In the book of Acts, oneness represents a common direction, a unified mission, a family on mission, if you want to put it that way. Paul puts it this way in Philippians chapter 1, verse 3 to 6. You're going to see this on your screens. I thank my God every time I remember you. In my prayers for all of you, I pr always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel. Now again, that word partnership means koinonia. It means deep fellowship. It's deeper than just simply saying we gather together as family or friends or we gather together to watch the Canucks win or lose or win a cup one day. It's deeper than that. It means partnership. It means family that is on mission for the gospel. Listen to what Paul has to say further on. In the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you which is Christ Jesus, the gospel, will carry it out to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. You see, you and I are unified, partnered to make the gospel known in our digital Babylon. We are not unified under preference or because we all love a certain thing. We are unified because of mission to make Jesus known. What part, friend, do you need to play this coming week to make him known? Last, Spirit-led life has the power to confront the darkness, as your outline will show you. Power to confront the darkness. As Spirit-led people, we don't need to be scared of the darkness. Again, throughout the book of Acts, followers of Jesus confronted the darkness by meeting people's needs in everyday life. Needs that can be met by the empire or by governments or programs. It's through Jesus that Jesus meets these three unique needs. The first one is a relational need for people to have a dynamic relationship with God. It's the need for purpose and significance that God created you and I for purpose. It's the need for community. Hear this, friends. You and I are not created to be alone. The church is more than just worship and word on a screen. It is doing life with those around you as your church family on mission. Are you on mission today? How can you and I live this spirit-led life in a digital Babylon? How do you and I let go of known sin, experiencing signs and wonders in our day? How can we live boldly with our faith? How can you and I live in oneness and be family on mission? How can you and I confront the darkness and meet practical needs around us? It is when we are filled with the Spirit. And when you read the book of Acts, there is three practical ways that you and I can live a Holy Spirit-led life in everyday life. First, as your outline will show you, is to pray. Daniel, in the context of Babylon, would pray three times a day to connect with God. Paul, in the context of a Roman Empire, prayed in the Spirit to connect with God. John, who was isolated on the island of Patmos by Rome, 
connected with God in prayer. You and I can connect with God in prayer as we live in a digital Babylon. Prayer is how God speaks to us, not just us speaking to God. I would encourage you to get connected every day with Broadway Online. Through Broadway Online, we have a daily God Talk devotional. You can find them on Instagram, Facebook, or our website. It's practical devotions from our pastoral staff on speaking and hearing from God every day. Secondly, every Wednesday, as a church family, we are setting some time to pray together. We encourage you to pray and fast, and we have time slots that you can be a part of at 9 a.m., noon, 5 p.m., and 7 p.m. to come together as a church family to pray, to fast, to worship. I encourage you to come and pray with us online. Commit and fast and pray for our church family, for our city, for our nation, for the world. Come and hear from God for your life in everyday life. You can find all the details on our website at bway.ca. Last, seek and pray to be filled with the Spirit in your life. Commit to prayer during these days. Commit to fast to hear and speak to God from these days. Commit to be Spirit-led in these days. So the first thing that you and I can do to be Spirit-led is to pray. The second thing that you and I can do to be led by the Spirit is to praise God. God created praise to connect with Him personally. When you and I praise, our focus moves from you and I, from our situations and circumstances, from our digital Babylon to Him. When we praise, God speaks to you and I in real time personally. In Acts 16, verse 16 to 40, we see an example of God moving when we praise Him. Paul and Silas were thrown into prison because of their faith. And yet they decided to praise God in prison in their difficulties lifting up their situation to God. And as a result, God worked and freed them from jail. Even more so, dozens of people came to faith because they were praising God in the midst of difficult times. In the same way, when you and I choose to praise God, it is an opportunity for God to work. When we choose to praise God, obstacles turn into opportunities. Are you choosing to praise God today in the midst of our difficult days, in the midst of a COVID culture? Are you choosing to praise God in the midst of the obstacles and turning those obstacles into praying God? Would those be opportunities? A mentor this week of of mine said this, which I think is perfect for you and I to hear. In the midst of this everyday COVID crisis that is unpredictable, unprecedented, uncontrollable, and unanticipated, God is still unshakable in his nature and character. This is who we praise, friends. A God that is unshakable. A God who is good. Not only because he's good, who gives good things to you and I, but because his character is good. In other words, we can choose to trust God because of his character. And in this crisis, we can choose to continue to praise God. Are you choosing to praise God? So the second thing that you and I can do to be spirit-led people in this day is to praise. The third thing for you and I to be spirit-led people is called to pursue the person, as your outline would say, the person of the Holy Spirit. As followers of Jesus, we don't focus on a experience with the Holy Spirit, but to pursue the Holy Spirit as a person. The Holy Spirit is not a ghost. 
It's not mystical or magical. The Holy Spirit is not just an experience for one day. The Holy Spirit is a person. It's the third person of the Trinity that can live within us, amongst us, and alongside us in everyday life. It is through the Spirit of God that you and I are not alone in this digital Babylon. Maybe you are here listening and you do feel alone. I, I would understand. Maybe you feel overwhelmed or at wit's end. Know that you are not alone as you're listening and watching. And in all of this, it is the Holy Spirit in us that will transform you and I inwardly, upwardly, and outwardly so that we can transform culture, the digital Babylon around us. And this leads us to the big idea today, where we sum up the teaching in a single phrase, and here it is. It is your responsibility to show the Savior. It is the Holy Spirit's role to save. Let me say that again, as your outline would show you. It is your responsibility to show the Savior. It is the Holy Spirit's role to save. You see, you don't need to save anyone. That is up to God. Why? Because he is always working, even when you don't see it or feel it. Yet it is you and I who are responsible to show the Savior to the digital Babylon. It's the Holy Spirit's role to save the digital Babylon. It is you and I to be responsible to be transformed, to let go of known sin, to let the Holy Spirit take control of our lives, to live out our ordinary yet self-isolated lives as Spirit-led people, not filled with grief as we see in a digital Babylon. Why? Because it's the Holy Spirit that will save. God is always working. And even in our unpredictable, uncontrollable, unexpected, unanticipated COVID reality, God is still unshakable in his nature and character. Let me pray with you. Lord, I pray for those who need to let go of known sin I pray that they would take courage and confess their sins to you as we see in Scripture. That, you would, that they would invite you, Jesus, into their hearts so that they can receive and experience the purest love imaginable. Friend, confess your sins because Jesus is faithful and just to forgive your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And for all of us here, including myself, including every digital device, including every screen, every IP, every person, may we choose to pray and call out to God rather than Google. May we choose to praise God rather than focus and lift up our circumstances. May you and I pursue the Holy Spirit with all our hearts, with all our minds, and be spirit-led as we pause in a moment to worship you. We pray for all these things, for your glory, for your honor, for your fame, as you are never changing, yet you're always changing people, and you're always working. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship together.